Hi, I'm Jordana Abraham. And I'm Dr. Naomi Bernstein. And we want to tell you about Calm the F*** Down, a guided meditation series from the Oversharing Podcast. This is something we've been planning for a long time. It's our most requested segment from the podcast. And these meditations are going to be between five and 10 minutes. They're going to be super quick because we don't have a lot of time. You're going to be so surprised how five to 10 minutes of really thoughtful meditations can transform your whole life. In addition to the first four meditations available at launch, we'll be doing two new meditations every single month. Plus, for the fans of Oversharing Podcast out there, you'll also get ad-free versions of every episode of the Oversharing Podcast. So if somebody wants to become a subscriber, how do they join? It's so easy. You just go to subscribe.betches.com and sign up now for only $4.99 a month. Or you can lock in our discounted rate if you sign up for the whole year. That's subscribe.betches.com. Or if you're in the Apple Podcasts app, you can just hit the subscribe button now and sign up in the app. It's as easy as that. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Pod Show listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. It's the Late Show Pod Show with... Ladies and gentlemen, my next guest is a hilarious mensch and one of the big reasons I have a job in show business. He has just written and directed a new animated musical starring Adam Sandler called Leo. Wait, where are you? This is a nightmare! Now I'm going to be the kid who killed the lizard no matter what I do with my life. Whether I do drama or want to be a doctor, well, I'm never going to be a doctor now. I could work at the DMV, hopefully the one next to Quiznos, because I don't go too far away from my parents. Mother of Godzilla! What was that? Well, who said that? The wall? Walls don't talk. Why would a wall say anything? Why do you keep pointing to it? I mean, they say if these walls could talk because they can't talk. The trophy! Ah! You said something! You just spoke! Mom! No! You talk! You're talking! I have to tell my mom or people think I'm crazy! And I'll probably have to go to school in Tampa for kids with issues, but I have to! I I... people can't know! Why are your hands wet? They're naturally moist. (laughs) Please welcome Robert Smigel! lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. Healthy, right? God Healthy, bless. all healthy, exactly. This is a very old friend of mine. Very old. Very few people uh, uh, know how long we've known each other and how many things we have in common after all of these years and how yes. much I owe to you, which we'll get into a, l- a little bit later. But Good. One of, <laughs> one of the things is that uh, uh, I-, I took over for Dave, you know, here, and people may not remember that you were Conan O'Brien's original executive producer when and he took writer. over for well, Ed. Warren was the executive producer. I don't want to step on those toes. Okay, okay. So you were head writer. No. So you were head writer, but I was really executive writer. producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for Conan, when he yes. took over for Dave, yes. one, of the, one of the things that I, I did before Dave left is a week before he left the, the chair, I said, could I come talk to you about yeah. like the show before yeah. you while you're still doing it? Did you guys do that with him? Conan and Dave didn't have that kind of a heart-to-heart. I think Conan was way too intimidated. You'd been in television for, like, 20 years when you got this gig, and Conan had never been in television. Conan was a complete newcomer. He'd met Dave on his show, and so that summer, 
we were working at NBC and Dave had his last show, like two weeks before we were supposed to premiere. And I told Conan, well, maybe you should go down there, you know, and pay your respects. And, uh, cause you guys are in the same building? Yeah, we're in, the, we're in 30 Rock, you okay, know, yeah. and we were on one, yeah, so we we're like three floors above where he was shooting in Studio 6A. And um, so I said, you ought to pay your respects. And he said, yeah, okay, no, it's a good idea. And I said, I I'll come too, cause I wanted to meet him. I mean, he's my sure. hero, yeah. yeah. So then literally I had the weirdest brush with great, like the strangest way you can meet a celebrity who's your hero. He basically finishes his last show on NBC. We're there, it's all a big hubbub. Tom Hanks is there um, and- That's a big deal just to meet Hanks. Just, no, him we'd worked with. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Hanks, yeah. Hanks Schmanks. Mr. Short-Term Memory, if you remember that sketch. We did, we, Hanks. No, this was Letterman. And so he walks off, he gives his goodbye speech to NBC and General Electric. And it was a very controversial moment because he had left because he didn't get the Leno gig. And um, he walks off the stage out through the doorway of 6A and he says, hey, Conan, uh, thanks for coming. Come on into the dressing room. And that's where I met him, like seconds after wow. his last show. And I just am like babbling, like, hi, I... I was a fan of yours ever since I saw you sub for Johnny and Mackenzie Phillips was the guest and you were just so funny and, and had no idea what you were doing. And he's just like, wow. <laughs> big nerd. <laughs> and now you're a director. Now you're a big I'm, shot director. I'm an animation director. I used to do animation on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah, somebody remembers. That's one of the things that you and I used yeah, to do together. The ambiguously gay duo. I was Ace of Ace and Gary. He was Ace of the Ambiguously Gay Duo. And Steve Carell sure. was Gary. Hold on to my belt, belt buckle with your teeth, friend of friends. <laughs> but yes, I'm an animation director. Yes. Fancy. I directed it with Robert Marinetti and David Wachtenheim, who did all my cartoons at SNL. And we did it with Adam Sandler. And it's called Leo. It's called Leo. And it's, it? and it's heartwarming. Leo? It's heartwarming. For the love of God. It's on Netflix. What, what, tell the good people what your movie's the about. The good people. My movie is about, well, so Adam came to me with this idea. It's like, really? A musical about um, middle school, like fifth graders transitioning yeah. to middle school and the anxieties they face. And he started working on a project that didn't include a talking lizard. That became my, I, I, I thought it would be really funny if there was a, <clears throat> excuse me, class pet who had just been cooped up in this terrarium for like 75 years in the same fifth grade classroom. Every year he pegs every kid, okay, that's the always sick and should have stayed home kid and <laughs> that kind of thing. And then one day he, accidentally finds out or believes that he's gonna die, that he's hit the age limit. And he wants- The lizards live a long time, but he's 74. Yeah, he's 74. And so he wants to like realize all his dreams, like eating a snail or catching a fly or seeing the Everglades. And so <laughs> he, he decides to, uh, you know, there's a substitute teacher who's reinstated kids taking home pets for the weekend and he tries to escape, as you saw, and then he accidentally speaks, and what that scene leads to is this girl kind of pouring out her heart uh, and sharing her anxieties with this lizard, 
And that kind of, that pat, and the lizard kind of enjoys that. And he, that happens over a couple of more kids, and then he starts to realize that that's his life dream. That's really what his purpose in life is. Isn't that, see? See? For me to poop on. But I also like that it's a musical. That part, I, but yes. before I started watching it, I didn't know that it was a musical. It's a musical. It's a musical. Well, I, I used to write. I know. Uh, I wrote a whole album for Triumph, uh, Come Poop With Me. Yes. Um, Christmas Time for the Jews. Christmas Time for the Jews on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean, I, you're, I know you're a tunesmith. I just didn't know. And they're very, there's, some of them are very sweet songs, too. Thank you, yes. Yeah. yeah. There's one called When I Was 10 that yeah. uh, is about uh, kids kind of counting down. It, it starts as a joke, like kids reminiscing about how simple life was. They're 11-year-olds, so it's like, they're like, sure. oh, when I was 10, you know, I thought me... I thought Big Macs were good for you, those kind of things. And, uh, but then it gets a little sentimental, like a kid re remembers that her grandpa and her gerbils were still alive when she was five, you know? And, uh, and um, then the next kid says, uh, I didn't care when people, that people died. A uh, haircut used to make me cry way more. And it's funny, but, it, <laughs> but it's also, it's poignant, because, huh. um, you know, my... And that came from my son actually learning that my dad died uh, like five years ago. It was very, like my dad had a wonderful long life and he, I was almost a relief because he had a painful last few years. And, but what really made me cry was when I heard my kid crying, mm. Rowie, my son Rowie, who's in the movie, by the way. Uh, uh, both of your boys are in the movie, aren't they? Both of my boys are in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethan and Rowie. Ethan and Rowie are both in the movie. Yeah, two of your boys. It's not Nepo Baby thing, I promise you. <laughs> it's not one of those deals. They, they, they did the scratch track because they said, if you have family members, you can save money. And then Adam was like, I was like, okay, I'll keep them in the movie. Wow. But wow. they don't want to be actors. They have much more realistic goals. They don't? They, what, what do they want to be? They want to be NBA stars. Well, it's good to have something to fall back right? on. It's good, good to have fathering. a fallback position. Good fathering. Are they good? Are they good? Can they, they do it? They are good. Rowie spends a little too much time on trick shots. I think we have a clip, actually. He's pretty Jim, good. do we have a shot? We have Rowie. <gasps> oh, my God! Wow! <laughs> he just got scouted. What, yes, yes. <laughs> Dude perfect, if you know YouTube. That's where he's going. Now, we've, as I said before, we've yes. known each other a long time. And, and I wouldn't. I would not be in this chair without you because you were the first person <laughs> to ever try. try you tried to get me a network. I speech. had you a. You tried to get Lauren to hire me. I had a comedy crush on you. That's what I yes. call it. I because... was a young guy. I was like 29 or something like that. Yeah. So I went. I was a co-producer at Saturday Night Live uh, after a few years there, and every summer we would go with Lauren to scout Chicago talent. And one year we were there at Second City, and the guy we kept hearing about was this guy Steve. Carell. <laughs> we kept hearing Steve Carell is amazing. You got to see him. So we get to the show, and we hear Steve Carell is not on the show tonight. Um, unfortunately, he got, uh, he got a chicken commercial. <laughs> he got a Brown's chicken commercial. It was Brown's chicken. It's a this local a chain. Local chain in the Chicagoland area. And we were all jealous. That's what I heard, yes. Everybody was like, oh, Every he got a Brown's chicken commercial. <laughs> Because you do not like make a lot of money as an improv comedian. No, and I'm sure even in Second City, which is a really great theater, course. you could barely make rent, and that could pay your rent for months. <laughs> it was like 
He got the brown chicken I commercial. I know. But then I he know. wasn't there when you guys from SNL showed up. He wasn't there, up. and it wasn't like Lauren was going to, oh, nuts, I'll come back tomorrow. No, that's not how Lauren works. Lauren's yes. pretty cool, and he's like, oh, well, so who's on the... And so we watched the show, and there was an understudy, and he was pretty good in the... Uh, the regular show, but then there was an improv set, and suddenly the understudy's making all these incredibly smart, dry jokes, probably through in a Lord of the Rings reference, I'm guessing. <laughs> and I, after the show, Lauren was like, show who, who'd everybody like? And I was like, I'm sorry, I like the understudy. I love the understudy. And that man was right here. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you are such... You are such you were such a towering figure of such influence at SNL that I didn't get hired. No, you didn't get hired. Lauren was like, and, and what did you like? What did you like? It was just onward. But many years later, you hired me for Carvey. I hired you for the Dana Carvey show. Which was my first network gig, and that, that really kind of landed me on the scene. And yes. So I'm very grateful to you. I am grateful to have known you and to have been able to do that. And look at us. I wouldn't be here if you weren't there. And so I kind of owe you. Well... And I think both of us owe Brown's chicken. That's exactly. <laughs> which is a why. Great deal. Which is yes. why we flew in some Brown's chicken. Yeah, you. I know you. From Chicago. I know he drinks a lot on the show with guests, but I'm a there Jew and I like to eat. There you go. So here we go. So uh, Leo is available on Netflix. <laughs> uh, the man is Robert Smigel. And before we go, I will give the last word to the man who made it all possible, the talented chicken salesman. Steve Carell. We'll be right back. Big news from Brown's Chicken. While we've always cooked our chicken in cholesterol-free cottonseed oil, we now have cholesterol-free batter, too. So our chicken is cooked completely cholesterol-free. And it tastes just as great as always. We figured a lot of people would like our new healthier way of cooking. But quite frankly, the response has been better than we'd anticipated. Brown's chicken, it tastes better, and it's better for you. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. John Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. Late Show Pod Show listeners can get 20% off on all Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise on ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show shirts, mugs, accessories, and more with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com.